a Lifetime original podcast. I've had Pretty Girl Rock stuck in my head. I mean, it's one of my favorite <laughs> songs, like ever. It's one of my favorite songs ever. I love that. I really love that. My name is Carrie. Do you think she's going to like if I sing that to her? I love a Lifetime movie. As a book, the Bible is literally my favorite soap opera. Oh, when I go to prison, I say, this is a beautiful foyer. Also, when you find like that, when you find like that, it's real hard to stay a virgin. One of them she scans through and it says, your orgasm is your responsibility. And I'm like, is it? I also think yogurt in movies is overdone, too. (laughs) Womanhood, femininity, equal yogurt. The devil don't come into your house unless you invite him. Amen. It's easy to invite the devil in, but it's hard to get him out. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another wonderful episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Paragon. And I'm Megan Gailey. <laughs> I just didn't want to take your voice. I wanted you to no, say your own name. I appreciate that. I and I and I you said one of your hosts, and I think of you as the queen host. And I am <laughs> I am not even the jester. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I'm just like I'm Gail. I'm no, Gail to your no. Oprah. <laughs> Honestly, my dream. Okay, great. I will bring broadcast television back. Yes. And I will be wearing sensible pastels. And and I'm gonna be on a morning show and I'm gonna get R. Kelly upset. You guys, today we are talking about the movie Lust. This is based on the first book in the Seven Deadly Sins series, and it stars Carrie Hilson, love, as Tiffany, a woman who's a week away from getting married to Damon King, this wealthy entrepreneur, and it's clear she's having reservations, but those reservations grow into full-grown lust when Trey, Damon's best friend, shows up fresh from prison to be the best man. I mean... Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear everything I just said, everyone? Oh, lust. Even saying lust is like, ah, even seeing it at the top of our dock, I'm like, it's naughty. <laughs> Naomi and I just watched this live on Lifetime. And if you haven't seen it yet, you can check it out on iTunes and Amazon as well. This movie, Megan, was very horny and it was too much for me. Really? How did you feel? Well, you know I'm sex negative. It was too much. I, I liked, <laughs> like, I, it wasn't, it was not too, like, it was not too much for me. I'll say that. I actually, when I, I thought there was going to be more sex, I was, <laughs> I, I could have used more horniness. I could have used less thirstiness on Trey's part, if that makes sense. And more uh-huh. just like grabbing. I mean, like we didn't get to like a lust part until, you know, like when she was having dreams, I'm like, what the Bitch, I have dreams. I know, I know it really (laughs) builds, but it's just like, I think for me, you know, when I say sex negative, you can live your life. I don't have any problem with actual sex as much as in my own life, too viscous. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking, like what I kind of felt about it though, was like, why is she so thirsty for this guy, for Trey specifically? Right. Because I didn't like Trey. So the fact that he was the one, I felt like, No, girl, if you are going to step out, you got to step out with somebody who is amazing. And I almost think that speaks to just where she was mentally, that it wasn't even Trey. It was like anybody could have knocked on her door and and wiped yogurt off her mouth and she would have been ready to go. You know, like Trey, to me, like Damon is 
is hot. You know, like right. they're both hot. But right. Damon is hot. It's not like she's with an right. ugly exactly. man. She's with like a hot, rich man. Right. Um, and I didn't find Trey to be hotter. But I think Trey was just not Damon. You know, she just yes. wanted an experience yes. outside. And he's who literally showed up on her doorstep. Well, as you said, though, you know, because it was like not a lot of actual sex and stuff. Mm -hmm. The thing I noticed immediately on screen from the very beginning was this movie is executive produced by T.D. Jakes. Okay, and if y'all don't know who T.D. Jakes is. Which I did not. You did not. He is a famous black pastor. He's a bishop of the Potter's House, which is a non-denominational megachurch. Okay, he preaches abstinence. The man has books and like movies and he's like it's mm-hmm. very you know it's very mogul so the moment i saw td jakes i said okay this is about to this is about to be cray this is about yeah. to be cray and you watched the film before me and you texted me so i watched it knowing that this was created by a mega church mogul and right. it did feel like it was sex through the mind of a christian yes very much i mean there is a lesson to be learned, right? This film is a true, it is a cautionary tale. It is an allegory, maybe? I never know if I'm using that word right. right that, the oof. point is, this movie is going to make you check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yes, it's 1994 in my head. <sighs> and that is how I felt. But you know what? We are getting ahead of ourselves. Let's start at the beginning. Let's get into it. 
you know, we go back in time a little, all right? We, we go back one week. So it's a week before the wedding and Tiffany is out at an event with her fiance. Now we see the fiance, Damon King. Honey, he's a tall glass of hot chocolate. I was very much feeling his energy. Yes. You know, we wanted to create an oasis for people, you know, the average person that can afford a nice getaway. What'd you think of him? Oh, I thought he was handsome. And then from the moment they started interacting, I was like, I do not like the way he's treating her. Right. He steps in front of her at yes. one point during an interview. He just thinks he's like a real hot shot and they do not have a partnership. I felt like Damon yes. King, they had a dictatorship and he was the king and she was not being treated like a queen. Thank you. Absolutely. Because literally he's being questioned about like, there's a new spa opening called Urban Utopia. And this is like mm -hmm. her vision, her dream. Yeah. So it's her spa. And then he's the one who steps in front of her to talk yeah. to the reporter. And it's like, what are you doing? And so that's the thing. Because right out the gate, you're seeing that Damon is not respecting her. So to me, I'm instantly like, Cheat. Okay, great. She's going to meet yeah. someone else. Go cheat. <laughs> exactly. But I think I'm supposed to be on Damon's side. But there's no sides, honestly, in this movie. There's like not, there's not a North Star to cling to. I, I <laughs> And it, it keeps getting worse because then we see them at their home, which is massive. I mean, oh, it is so well, big. A lifetime and home. It's it's probably the biggest home we've seen thus far. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, 75 ruby houses fit inside of that. <laughs> and we see her and she's like wanting to get something like popping, something sexy in the kitchen. Yeah. And she wants yeah. to have sex on the counter. And he says, it's not sanitary. I mean, I will say this, though. When he said it's not sanitary, I didn't disagree. And now again, you know, that's because I'm negative. But yeah. I said, I said, oh, I was like, the, I was like the cold marble countertop. Yeah, I'm you know, a real sex in the bed gal. You yeah. know, a car, I, it, you yeah. know, is nice. It kind of is like a bed, I guess. Or like the couch, but like I can't, like even the, like the dryer. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, no, no, no. Come on, that's expensive. I don't want to, <laughs> and I don't, I just don't want things on it. You know, we're not mixing. We're not mixing right. the roof of the yeah. the dryer with the, with the basement of my pants. <laughs> Oh my God. But anyway, yeah. so we see this huge house and this huge ring. And I'm like, oh, so she's with him for the money, I guess. Like, it truly, the first 20 minutes of this film, I was like, this is an episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, everything <laughs> that she's that gone through, Cynthia went through with Peter, like, him trying to, like, take credit of the business and be shady about money and stuff. I was like, they've all, they've all been through this. I've seen all right. of my girls in Atlanta go through this. <laughs> They're like still planning some last minute wedding stuff. And you also, you hear this other moment too, where um, you find out that Tiffany's grandfather is a pastor. He has his own church and she wanted to get married there, but Damon yeah. did not. He wanted to get married in the palace, in this mm -hmm. giant palatial home of his. And so I'm also like, okay, he's signing off on the business. He's not letting you like have the wedding in the place you want. You know, I was like, is he a Groomzilla? Is yes. this a Groomzilla? Pick one. Uh-uh. <laughs> this is Damon's taco stand. I was told to just show up on the day. I feel like we see Groomzillas in media more than we see them in real life. Like, they mm. almost feel like a concoction of movies and writers. And Because I'm like, have you ever met a Groomzilla? 
<laughs> no, I guess I haven't. I but, don't think I have either. I, I mean, but like, I just, I don't think they would tell us about it, Megan. Like, I think the Groomzilla conversations are happening, you know what I mean, in private. And no yeah. wife would say, you know, or fiance would be like, my husband's being a real POS. I, I, I think you're right, but I will counter with that I ask. <laughs> I go, is he a groomzilla? Like, I've definitely had people be like, oh, he really wants X. Or, you know, mm-hmm. he, he really wants this. He really cares about the food or whatever. He really cares about the booze. He really cares about the music. Like, there's usually something that, like, grooms can center in on. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like a task we throw them. But <laughs> this idea that the, there are, like, these men. And we know insane men, Naomi. Right. That's true. Comedians. Groomzillas feel... I think it's a bit of a myth. Well, I will I will say the next scene we see them like they're in pre-marriage counseling with yeah. her grandfather, the pastor. Again, mm-hmm. touch of mm-hmm. TD Jakes. But I will say, I was like, okay, great. They're working on stuff. They're having yeah. conversations. You guys, listen to how this marriage counseling session goes. Well, we discovered that we pretty much problem solve the same. Mm-hmm. We're list people. We pretty much jot down the areas of concern and compare notes. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Grandpa. It takes years for couples to learn how to argue in a healthy manner. Honestly, your grandfather is not the right person to bring your issues to. I don't care if he's a pastor. You need an impartial listener. All right. I, I, I would feel un, I would feel uncomfortable talking to any man of God about these things. <laughs> like I just that's why <laughs> that's probably why I'm not the great Catholic that I that I was raised to be. I'm just like ah! like a, a couples therapist for sure. And I know Definitely. pastors are different for, from priests, but I always find it odd that we're that as I, I was raised Catholic that we're supposed to go to priests. Um, for like marriage advice. And it's like, they're married to a man in the sky. Like right, they right. don't have <laughs> sex. They don't have interpersonal, interpersonal, physical or sexual or emotional relationships. Right. So how are they going to give me advice? Right. Absolutely. Well, I mean, they always, they like take, they're like, read this part of the Bible. It's kind of about that. And I'm like, is y'all, <laughs> the Bible is wild as a book. The Bible is literally my favorite soap opera. You literally have people dressing as other people, mm-hmm. you know, switching out in the middle of the night, getting someone to have sex with someone who's not their wife so they can get pregnant. The Bible is young and the restless. Wow. So you're like, okay, go to Ephesians 23, 12. And it's like, <laughs> she lied, she lay with him. You know what I mean? Like it's just everything yeah. is happening that's crazy. And so- I don't know how that how you can get on that. And again, I say this as someone who went to Catholic school, whose grandmother is a pastor in Africa. I'm not saying this, you know, with the brush off of someone who's like religion. I'm just like, when you read the Bible, it's wild. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, Granny is a pastor, like I would she's always telling telling me to pray and turn it over to Jesus. That's mm-hmm. her big thing. Turn it mm-hmm. to Jesus. And I'm like, no, I need to do something practical. I need now, and I don't know, it, based on the year we've had, I'm sure he's busy, and I would just like to take something off of his plate. Yeah. It's just, you know, maybe he could get water to Flint. You know, there, I just think there's, there's bigger issues for yeah. Jesus to yeah. be spearheading. Definitely, definitely. You know, this film, I also do think, like, it made a lot of sense when it when we found out that she is, like, from the church, that her right. family is of the church, because I'm like, Damon was like, I want to wind up with a woman of the church. 
I see what you're saying. But at the same time, it's like, but she's so like, she's dolled up. Like she's not dressed conservatively. She's not like, you know, it's not one of those movies where it's like, she has on glasses and then she takes them off and is sexy. Like I feel mm-hmm. the whole time she's like comfortable in her body, right? Gorgeous. Like, Gorgeous. We see this next scene where she even comes to him. He's playing pool and watching the game and she tries to do some sexy role play. My name is Angela and I'm here for our interview. But oh, I... I don't have any experience. Is there anything I can do? Baby, you are so beautiful. But all this kinky stuff, you know, I kind of, I did that stuff in a past life. I want to leave it there. And then he's like, can you pick up my friend from the airport? He just got out of prison. He's not into the role play. Okay, so what he thinks is kinky is like totally normal, regular vanilla to me. Can you believe? Mm. Can you believe? There's a lot in this film, too, of her online reading those listicles of like how to spice things up. Do that, do that. And it's like, people are still making those, which is crazy to me. Like, <laughs> we, uh, uh, these magazines have a hundred. They're like, right. one to right. 100 ways to spice up a Tuesday. So it's like, <laughs> we have every piece of knowledge we need. Exactly. And I don't even know how they're still, one of them she scans through and it says, your orgasm is your responsibility. And I'm like, is it? because that's crazy to me well when someone else is there it's a shared responsibility that's what i think yeah 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 and it's like a little wild oh if i'm alone if i'm alone everything's my responsibility if i'm alone dinner's my responsibility right you know like i gotta get the wi-fi going but if there's two (laughs) people in the room yeah i would like for him to share some burden of this orgasm responsibility and it is a burden. That was a great choice it of words. It is a burden. The burden of this orgasm. I'm searching for it around every corner. <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> oh my God, I'll say it again as I like to say every episode. Your husband is a lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to listen to this podcast and that is truly for the best. Like That is actually what I'm giving up to Jesus. Please, Jesus, do not ever let CJ listen to my I Love a Lifetime podcast. <laughs> Oh, so boy. you so here's the thing though what I do like you know when I'm joking about kind of the religious overtone overtones honey not under yeah over, over. you know <laughs> but but what I do like is that Tiffany does talk about what she's going through and mm-hmm. so she so yeah. the first time she goes to her friend Sonia and is like you know feeling like the spark is gone she kind of admits where she's at and uh, Sonia <laughs> did not help out you guys listen to Sonia's ass. I warned you, do not give it up before marriage. Are you really saying that if I stayed a virgin until marriage, the sex would have been better? Look, it was for me. Okay, what? If she'd stayed a virgin until marriage, things would be better? Yeah, that's when I started to get worried. I was Um, like, okay, no one in your life loves you. I've honestly never heard that suggested in a grown-up film. (laughs) <laughs> like I just really have I've never even heard a character say that like I was I, I accidentally like peeked ahead when I was scrolling through and I was like there's no way that this is what that woman said to her <laughs> lo and behold she's she's basically blaming her and saying like this is what happens when you have sex before marriage I don't know that kind of like I remember there was a point in my life I would say until college where I was just like I'm saving myself for marriage yeah but I mean, and I 
and then you know i met someone who could get it and i was like yeah i'd like to not be a virgin anymore but um, but that idea like i couldn't imagine you gotta practice these are like 35 year old women too. right she you says know? she's like, like 30 when she loses her virginity to damon to damon and and that's to me 30 years old to lose your virginity is, is on the higher scale. You know? It's on like, the higher scale. I, also, I, when you find like that, when you find like that, it's real I, hard to stay a virgin. In Atlanta? I mean, Hello. are you kidding me? Hello. Wow. Hello. I, there, there's, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> um, I, I don't have a friend in my life that would, actually I Ever do. do no, I have, I, have a, I have a friend who I confided something in once and she said, um, have you made peace with Jesus? <laughs> and and I said, we have not talked about it yet. <laughs> I will let you know. And you know what? We still have not talked about it. Jesus and I have not circled back on this mistake I made in 2014. Um, so... Tiffany, I, I just keep wanting to be like, my name is Carrie. Okay, so <laughs> Tiffany is supposed to go pick up Trey on um for his flight, which I I don't know. I think that would be, if, if Andy sent you to pick up a friend, I don't know. I guess you're asked to do a lot of weird things when it's your wedding week. But the doorbell <laughs> rings and Trey has caught an earlier flight and he is on the doorstep. And Tiffany had been eating vanilla yogurt, which they make like a whole big thing about of like, of course, she likes vanilla because she's vanilla. Mm -hmm. And then Trey takes his finger and wipes the yogurt off of Tiffany's mouth and then puts it in his mouth to taste it. Vanilla yogurt. Mm. What's wrong with vanilla yogurt? It's boring. <laughs> you guys. This is his first time meeting this woman. Are you disgusted? I, I, I am. Best friend's future wife too. This is not at a sex club. This is not at a bar. It's it's gross pre-COVID. It's 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 deadly post-COVID. But I just was. I know. I, I also think yogurt in movies is overdone too. <laughs> and women are always eating yogurt in films. It's like, listen, I eat yogurt a lot, but it's not like a. It's not this much. Well, they used to have so many commercials for yogurt. You know, okay. it's like yogurt is connected to woman. Right. Womanhood, no, I, femininity, equal yogurt. We are all being <laughs> manipulated by big yogurt. 100%. Exactly. I don't like yogurt. The texture. Remember how I feel about mm -hmm. viscosity. Yes, And so yogurt is not doing it for me. Um, but it's crazy how instantly Trey enters that home and like, sets his sights on her. Like he is really coming in hot from the jump. And at first I was like, okay, you just got out of prison. Or are you just like craving a woman's touch? Uh, but okay. it did not seem like it was that. And also it's not like he was out of prison. It turns out he's been out of prison like four months, you guys. So right. it's not like he's like, you know, it's not like he just like walked out of the prison and came to their house. At one point in the film, I thought Damon was asking Tiffany to pick him up at prison. <laughs> I thought he was being released and he was like, you got to go get him. And I'm like, you can't ask your, you can't ask your spouse to do that. That's that. You got to draw a line. That's like an Uber or a family member. Um, but yeah, he comes in at a sexual horny 10 plus. Yeah. Yep. 10 plus. 
Plus. And it made me uncomfortable for her because, like, I was almost surprised she didn't, like, slap him. But I she know. is taken immediately. She's it's in, wild. You're like, oh, she's into it. She's into it. She's afraid. Yes. It, 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 she was, like, drawn to it in an animal way. Like, will he, will he kill me? Will he satisfy me? Yes. So, like, after he's done this with the yogurt, then, like, Damon and Trey sit down and just have, like, a reminiscing, you know, reminiscing about their past. You had everybody in the class believing that you were the principal's nephew and even had the teachers believing. Okay, and this is like one of the first moments where I was like, okay, maybe I'm into Trey because Trey asks Tiffany something and Damon goes to say it to answer for her. And then mm -hmm. Trey goes, Let your woman talk. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm um, okay. Now, now I'm getting, I'm like, okay, now I'm seeing the attraction. It's yeah. like, that's what I mean when I say like, I'm sex negative. I need more than just the sexual act. You, need you know what I mean? To just be kind to you. Yes. And like, that is a, no, no negging for you. Just like, oh, exactly. you let me speak. You have respect and consideration for me. And that is yeah. like hornier than yes. I'm going to lick yogurt off your face. No, I exactly. totally get what you're saying. Exactly. I, I also took a note too. I answered for my husband all the time and <laughs> and it was like oh I saw some of myself in Damon and I didn't like it oh, but they bonded <laughs> at, like they have like this moment where you know they're both talking about like we both experienced loss, loss because she was raised by her grandparents and he has lost people in his life so then you know they're kind of vibing on that front and so then our next scene which this is what I live for and I'm so happy we get to play clips because this clip kills me every time so she goes to like, I think a final dress fitting with her grandma mm -hmm. and she also surprises her grandma with a dress. And remember her grandparents, they're in the church, they're church folks. And so she starts to talk to her grandma about some of her, the feelings she's having, the, you know, the reservations, yeah. the conflict. And then grandma asks, Is there someone that you are craving for? There's something about, is there someone you're craving for? That just gets me. I died. I was like, that's so the way a grandmother would say that. It is. I found grandma to be like pretty open though. Yes. You know, like as the yeah. film goes on, even in, even in this scene, you're like, oh, she's not shunning her. She's being like, that's yeah. natural. This is what happens. Like she, the grandma is gives better advice than Sonia, you know? And the right. grandma's 50 years older than her. So it's like, right. wow. Can you imagine the advice Sonia's gonna give when she's 80? It's gonna be like, <laughs> put the chastity belt on and throw away the key. <laughs> Grandma's a good Christian. She's like coming from a place of love. She's like, listen, there are we are all sinners. We all have sin in us, yeah. but we are doing our best given exactly. the set of circumstances. And I also thought the little outfit she got for her was so cute. I just love a grandma and a grandpa. <laughs> now she was talking about how you know like it's like it's the devil yeah you know the devil the devil is in there and i was like oh my god naomi do you ever feel the devil in your relationship absolutely yeah absolutely who doesn't feel the devil in our relationship every time andy starts playing video games i feel it's the devil it's wow. the devil in our relationship because i'll tell you megan the only time this man like snaps at me Mm. is if I walk across the TV when he's playing a video game. And he snaps at you. Like, he's very like, move! You know, like <gasps> he's so, like, into it. And I'm like, 
excuse you? And he's like, wow. sorry. And, but it's like, but I'm like, you know what? That video game put the devil in you. It, it did. The devil it in the, him. Because he wouldn't talk to you like that if it wasn't for the video game. So the video game is the tool of the devil. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, when you do know, you CJ, feel the devil in your I mean, relationship? CJ has a special chair for video games. He, it's like an ergonomically <laughs> designed chair for video games. I feel the devil... Um, yeah, the devil is in anytime a pair of shoes shows up at my house, I feel the devil in my relationship. You know, my husband <laughs> oh, has sneakers. a sh- he has a sneaker problem. Okay. Um, and I don't even want to say collection anymore because it's it's a problem now. It's <laughs> it, it there's no Jesus in it, it's only devil now in the sneakers. And so I see a pair of LeBrons and I see Satan staring back <laughs> at me. <laughs> oh my god that is so funny that you see satan in the sneaks but it's so true yeah. though they're very expensive those sneaks they're so expensive but it, there's just they they consume our i mean we live in a three-bedroom two-bathroom home and there's two of us and stop bragging cj was like i think i need to get a storage unit <laughs> and and i just had to be like no oh my god it's the devil it's the devil. He got the devil. Them shoes got the devil <laughs> in them. The I hear it. Um, so next we get to see Urban Utopia, this spa that's like about to pop off, but Ugh. they're having a lot of like problems. Like so I said to myself, I mean, the fact that you're trying to open a spa the same week you're getting married, I was like, you got too much on your plate, Tiffany. This yeah. is too much. Mm-hmm. This is too much for one woman. And so there immediately there's an electrician who's like, we got problems with the wiring. And <laughs> he then, was funny. I loved him. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> the electrician, I was like, this guy's a great actor. <laughs> We're blowing circuits all over the place. So I suggest we rewire the whole place. <sighs> well, he was the one white person allowed. I love, <gasps> he was like a white person oh, who was no, allowed to speak. the devil's in me. The devil's in me. <laughs> Then instantly Trey is like, I can do the wiring. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's like, what? Did he get a degree in prison? Maybe he did. Yes, he learned he electrical. Did. He probably he, did. he learned electrical. And so initially Damon's like, don't hire him. I'm still kind of feeling him out. He's being a full hater though. Well, hello. I mean, yeah. But then <laughs> Tiffany's like in like her back office and she's watching a video about how to sp- spice up your sex life. Okay. Yeah. And she's applying essential oils. So if the role play don't work, we're going to change the fucking <laughs> sex life around. I mean, so horny. When Trey comes in and he's like, I've been thinking about you. Tiffany, you need me. You need me to, you need me to do your rewiring. And then he starts sniffing the oils that are uh, on her body. You guys, he like literally has his lips on her neck. And she kind of, and she invites him. You got something else on? Lavender. Uh, yeah, it's calming. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's nice. That's nice. You have literally all the tinctures right there. Hold a bottle up to his nose. He does also, not need to. Also, he can put it on you. his wrist. He can put it on his neck. He can smell it on his own skin. That's what I would tell him. Absolutely. I would say, you don't need to smell it on my neck. You don't. You put don't. It on your, put it on your ankle and smell it on your own ankle. Exactly. <clears throat> that's nice. So, I mean, again, this like the tension is it just going higher and it higher. It was very, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next morning she goes to see Trey to talk about light fixtures. Now, Trey is like staying at a hotel, right? Yes, he's staying and, at a nice hotel. And he comes to the door, y'all. He comes to the door looking like D'Angelo in the yeah. How Does It Feel video. Yeah. Okay, with just a low towel, 
Very wet. What up, Tiff? Hey, I came by to talk about the light fixtures. You didn't have to come all the way down here for that. Very in prison shape. You know, I like mean. He, the man has been working out. He has been in He's the been, courtyard. Yep. Getting yep, jacked. Yep, 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 yep. I love that you called it a courtyard. It's just the yard. But I like oh. you called it a courtyard. You made it seem sweeter, a little bit like a Marriott. Yeah. Oh, oh, when I go to prison, I say, this is a beautiful foyer. <laughs> <laughs> the courtyard. <laughs> the veranda. <laughs> And then he literally like, he's like, oh, I'm sore, like on my stomach. And then he takes her hand and puts it on her hand on his ab. Abs. And These are hard abs. You feel it? Yeah, actually. I, I do. Okay. Let me just, uh. Right there. So many. There's so many abs. Yeah. Okay. There's plural, 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 plural. And then she starts massaging his abs, which it's like, she's not trained to do, you know, like she's opening a spa. She's not a masseuse. So you just want her, like it's, can you imagine if, if you went to like drop something off at one of Andy's friend's houses and they opened the door in a towel? Mm hmm I guess I can imagine CJ's friends would do it. Ew, uh, no, absolutely not. So luckily, though, the thing is, the thing that I love, though, is she gets out, right? She does leave. And I thought that was going to be the moment they hooked up, right? But then she gets yeah. up off the bed. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, he's already nude. You're on a bed. Is this how We're it begins? we the film. Let's get freaky. I know. Absolutely not. She gets up and she runs off. And she turns out, you know where she goes? To her surprise bridal shower. <laughs> Late. Surprise. Oh, my goodness. We know. (laughs) She's late to her own bridal shower because she had to go and touch that man's abdomen. Okay. And there's only like three friends there. I mean, look, I feel like I like to think that everyone else left because she was so. Oh, wow. You're nice. You're smart. You're smart. (laughs) That's what I prefer. You're smart. So the ladies, like you do sometimes at a bridal shower, they start, you know, talking about their relationships and he does this, he does this. And then that is when Tiffany opens up the floor for this conversation. Have any of you ever had an affair? Okay, you know what? Ground rules. Um... No guilt tripping, cold silence. Okay. I love how instantly she said that. And then the other, and then Sonia, who yes. you know you can't judgy, trust. Sonia was like, she was like cone of trust. I go, don't tell Sonia nothing. No. Okay. She is judgy McJudgerson. And then this girl was like, yep, it's not worth it though. And I was like, this is the best bridal shower ever. Have you yeah. like, do you have a bridal shower? I did have a bridal shower. Um, oh, right. I think like- you're on a boat. Um, no, that was my bachelorette party. The ba- oh, okay. I mean, that's the thing. You have, there's like a lot. Someone once was like, you have a lot of parties. I'm like, yeah, people like me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the, so that was the bachelorette party. But then my bridal shower was thrown by my mom's friends who are all like sweet ladies. And we wore oh, okay. um, those little, we wore little British fascinators in our oh, hair. Oh, wow. And it Gorgeous. was that like, it was in this tea room at the top of Saks. Like people were not talking about I was going to say, you, you didn't ask anyone if they'd had an affair? No, I didn't. I didn't, but I knew some of them had. You know, there were a lot of there were a lot of women there and I know their pasts. 
Oh my God. That's so Not my good. mom's friends. I'm saying there were like 25 girls there. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. And absolutely. I, it's like, I know some people here have cheated on their husbands. <laughs> and I, and I, I, in retrospect, I should have given them the floor. <laughs> you know, just let us know about it. <laughs> Megan, let's take a break before you get some old white ladies in trouble, girl. All okay. Right. <laughs> you need to take, we need to reboot your ass because you about to put it out there. 
Okay. That's, that's, see, if I were Tiffany, my instinct would be I did not have enough sexual experiences. And now I'm marrying the one man I've had one with. Like, it would not be, should I not have had any at all? It should be, should I have had more? Exactly. Exactly. And also, again, as you said, it's also that he's controlling. This is not just a sex thing. It's like, even though, you know, in a previous scene, he apologizes for hijacking the spa process, like making the spa, you know, like he he apologizes, but it's like, you did it in the first place. Yeah. And like your first impulse is to just like, be like, I'm the, I'm in charge. I'm the one. And it's like, that's like what I'm not into. But I, she's like, I got to go cool off, which she really means I'm going to go sleep on the couch and have a very sexy dream about Trey before Damon wakes her up in the morning. That was real, too. I was like, please, I just want her and Trey to have sex already. <laughs> yeah, you would think. How do you feel about like having crushes when you're married? Well, so this was actually something I was, you know, I, I'm I've been married a little over a year and 90% of my marriage has been during quarantine. So yes, I'm not yes. even like out in the world. I'm not traveling mm-hmm. like I usually am. CJ's not out in the world. And so I was like, oh my, I almost started thinking I had a crush, you know, just like mm-hmm. an innocent, like, oh, there that person's really cool at this thing or whatever. And I felt such shame, such mm-hmm. guilt. Like I truly, mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, I'm a bad person. I know I'm cheating. Like, because I thought <laughs> someone was cool. And then, and then I like confessed, quote unquote, confessed to one of my married friends. And she was like, Megan, I have crushes all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I tell my husband about them. Like, it's truly kind of like a natural thing. Like, obviously you love your husband and no one's ever going to overtake that position. But you are stuck in your house and sometimes you scroll and you go, oh, they're nice looking. Right. Then I felt shame about being so guilty about it. Right, 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 right. Definitely. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, it's funny. Like, I don't really have crushes I haven't had them you know I mean it's interesting because we've been together now 11 years Mm. and so I would say I'd have crushes every now and then in the early years but it's true it was never somebody who you know I was like oh I gotta get with them but I'd be like that person's cute but you know so and I think see it's true it's like it's it's like it's fine it's you know it's like the question is you know the thing you can't do is like stoke a crush do you know what I mean like when you think someone's cute and it's like don't go try to be around them all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, don't beeline to talk to them. Like, that's the yeah. stuff that's like, you are playing with fire. You're mm-hmm. pulling a Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Even texting is such a slippery slope now. Oh my God, Because never. I, think, I think emotional affairs are like on the up. You know, like, yes, I, of I really do think people have emotional affairs and emotional cheating all the time. All the time. Yeah. It was so funny. I had a friend, I have a friend, He's married. You know, we're all, we're couple friends. But mm-hmm. he, we were talking about movies and stuff. And he was like writing this thing and asked, and we were talking about the writing process. But he was like, he's like, let me just call you. And then we were like talking on the phone. And I literally felt like, is this wrong? Yeah. For something about talking on the phone, first of all, in 2021 to be talking on the phone. And also like, we were literally just gabbing. We were just having like uh-huh. a gal gab, you know? Uh-huh. And it wasn't in a separate room. Like Andy was there. You know what I mean? Like he knew I was on the phone with him. But I was like, this feels like... Is it close? Is it too close? Right. You know, it was really interesting. There's lots of men that I talk to all the time that right. I 
that my husband isn't included on. There's also text threads I have that are like CJ, another guy friend of ours and me. You know, mm-hmm. and we'll be chatting about yeah, something, yeah, planning yeah. something. But then there are, are, I will have text conversations with just that guy friend that CJ is not on. And I'm like, right. oh, is that weird that he's not on every, but it's like, sometimes it's not about him. And so it feels weird to include him when he doesn't need to be included. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. I mean, Maybe that's the devil. Maybe that's the devil in me. <laughs> the devil's in us. You know, it's in video games and sneakers and it's in text <laughs> and messages. Yeah. And phone calls. <laughs> Um, you guys, now, after all this tension, we finally get to a point where something happens for real, not just in a vision, okay? Please! But it's in the most, it's the most unexpected moment. So they're at the spa, again, kind of putting the finishing touches. Trey is doing the wiring, and he and Tiffany have lunch together. And then he says something about how he's never had a head massage. What? And then he (laughs) gives her, and then she gives him one. We're talking, about, we're talking about the head on top of your neck. Head on top yeah. of your neck. <laughs> You'd be surprised what a simple head massage would do. <laughs> I've never had one. No way. Ever. Come here. Mm. Okay. Damn, girl. And it immediate, they immediately start kissing. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is, I, I didn't expect it because it was in the middle of the day. There were other people there. They're at her office. I know. But I said, finally, it has happened <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, it was, a. I kept being like, this isn't what I would have chosen for the time right. and place. Um, but, and then also, even as you just said wiring, I'm like, oh, is him doing the wiring sort of a like sexual innuendo? Because he can't be, he can't be laying the pipes right um, but you know that'd be too much yeah, but yeah, yeah. can be wiring yeah it's like she's got to get rewired way. she's getting Ooh, rewired does she does she <laughs> um so then as this is happening though and damon is with the wedding planner trying to finish up some prep and tiffany is nowhere to be found okay then show and up to da- the tasting which is fun hello you got to go to the tasting. That's why Damon is like extra pissed. He's like, I yeah. want to be, I want to be eating with my lady, and yes. she's nowhere to be found. She's not answering her phone. And then that night, Damon, he, you know, we see this vulnerability. We see mm-hmm. the sadness. We see that mm-hmm. he is like really stressed out. Listen to this little conversation they have in bed at night. Damon, all I did was forget. You didn't just forget. You think you're distant. Oh, you're annoying. You tell me you don't want my help, and then I find out that Trey's working at Urban Utopia. You can stop me at any time, too. I'm just so overwhelmed with everything. Baby, the song is played out. Sometimes I think we got together for the wrong reasons. Okay. Okay. This is stressful. Yeah, this is it, stressful. It, it's definitely we're what forty eight hours out. It, it's yeah. not. It's not the conversation you want to be having at forty eight hours Wait, out. I can exactly, tell you that. exactly. And then she gets a text from Trey in the middle of the night telling her to come to the spa. And she gets there and he's like, look at the lights I hung up. And then she's like, okay. you're fired. Right. <laughs> it's like you're fired. And then listen to this. I told you to leave. Look, I'm gonna make sure you get to your car safe and then I'm out. I don't need you. Well, I'm gonna make sure you're safe. Everything was fine until you came around. If everything was fine, you wouldn't have kissed me. 
I don't do this. Maybe you've been hiding. Maybe you're becoming who you are. You don't know me. I hate you. I hate you. Okay, so here's the thing. She's being like, I hate you. I, and it's like, you could have texted him, no. <laughs> you could have texted him, you're fired. You could have texted him, nothing. You know, like, you right. went to the spa because... You were curious. And also they're kissing at the end of the clip, Megan. No, oh, She's like, I hate you. And then it's like, we're kissing. And then she runs away. It's like, ma'am, ma'am, you know what you did last summer. You know what I mean? It's like you're in, you're literally making it happen. But she's like, we got to forget about this. It's not happening. And then they have the pre-wedding party. I didn't think it was like a rehearsal dinner. It seemed like it was just like a pre, like the night before party, wasn't it? Yeah, at the house. That would stress me out. This is the location? This is the I venue, know. and we're having this party. There were a lot of things about their wedding that was stressing me out. But yes, they have this like party, and that is when Trey tells Tiffany he is staying at the same hotel that she is staying at because right. she's not staying at the house. And he's like, "I'll be at the hotel bar until midnight." And then Tiffany's like, "I don't care," you know. She's yeah. like being cool because, like, literally, Damon is giving a speech about how much he loves her, <laughs> yeah. while Trey is like, "I'm going to be at the hotel bar." <laughs> So she's like, not hearing you, not hearing mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And then what happens that night? Tiffany gets up out of bed. At 11.58. <laughs> to meet him at this hotel. Yeah, she doesn't even have a drink. She just like walks through looking hot. Yeah. She just, I mean, always. And then she literally, she goes to his room. They immediately start making out. Mm-mm. And then Naomi, you guys- that's her room. She took him back to the bridal suite what? because you see her dress draped over <gasps> the chair. That I was like, why would you take him to the bridal suite? Oh so my I, god! I'm I sorry, had I just no had to idea. correct that because it was so it was so chaotic. To see. No, it's very good that you correct him because I'm like that is wild and th- okay, and that is the scene we saw in the very beginning. Yes, and basically, right where it's like this is the man, not my husband. So they start, and you're like, okay, they're finally, finally. <laughs> finally. But you guys. The greatest twist of all time. Listen to this. How bad do you want me? I'll take this off. Ask you one more question. Mm-hmm. What would Damon say if he saw you like this? What? came here to seduce his best friend's fiance for revenge to ruin Damon's life because apparently Damon ruined his life and he doesn't even have sex with the wife in the end right so Damon is the reason Trey went to prison and we don't know exactly what happened but what I will say is that when one friend goes to jail and the other friend doesn't something bad has happened okay okay that never like I wrote it up earlier in the doc I'm like I'm beginning to wonder why Damon didn't go to jail he either mm-hmm. like snitched um didn't show up he did something shady because right. you would both be in jail or you both right, wouldn't be. Right, it's right. not, you don't break up and then you're still friends. Like, it's just right. not, it's not possible. Um, what I don't understand is why <laughs> why Trey didn't just, like, fully, you know, get the home run. I don't, like, I don't know, <laughs> right, I don't like, know why he didn't go through. Like, you made your, he made a point, And I, I guess, like, what he's trying to do is, like, it's not even about Tiffany. It's about that I could right. get her, get his woman. But um, it it really 
as a viewer, I'm like, they don't even have sex. <laughs> but he like leaves her sobbing in the hotel room alone. And I was like, this is the ultimate psychosexual game. Trey is a mastermind because here's the question. How did he know Tiffany was so sexually repressed and frustrated? You know mm, what I mean? Like, yeah, how did he right. even know he could do, pull this con, this long game? So it was like, okay, this is insane. Trey, yeah. you're a mastermind. And it, it does explain why he came in so sexually hot, though. Immediately. You know, but like, he, yeah. I, I don't think this seduction would have worked if this wasn't a film. You know, like, right, if someone right, did that to right. me, we'd be like, no. So, but it, it, it explains like his, his character intention much right. more. Right, yeah. right, right. And so the next day, and again, this is what I'm saying though about the psychosexual game, because the next day, Damon finally is like ready to talk about their past after constantly brushing Trey off. He's yeah. Like, you know, I'm really sorry for what I did. And Trey was like, don't it's worry good. about it. Ooh. I feel a lot better after, after last, last night. night. It's like, okay. oh God. And that is the wedding morning. Yeah. That's the wedding morning. Yeah. Then we're at the wedding. The house is decorated. The music is playing. Her grandmother is walking her down the aisle, which I love because the grandfather is the pastor. Yes. And, she's and looking Tiffany, gorgeous. She looks gorgeous. And Tiffany just runs right past Damon. Like, I mean, leaves him at the altar. Like, right. walks down the aisle and then says, and goes up the stairs into her bedroom. Damon follows her and then she admits everything. Listen to this. I was with someone. Who is he, Tiff? Who is it, Tiff? It's over. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry, David. And you are sorry. <laughs> you couldn't tell me this sooner? I got a house full of people down there. <laughs> Can you imagine being a guest downstairs? Can you imagine being a guest downstairs? (laughs) So obviously, Naaman's out the door. And so Tiffany spends the night with her grandparents. And then they're like, you should come to church the next morning. And she goes to church and grandpa does a sermon that's basically about Tiffany's life and how sex is dangerous. Y'all know I don't like to get too raunchy, but sex feels good. Come on, somebody. But you know what the problem is? You got to pay the piper. If you're going to fight the devil in and you're going to dance with the devil, you got to pay up. It's a little shady. <laughs> it is. I was like, I was like, you are literally drag. It's like a subtweet. Literally, he is dragging her it's in this sermon. It's a preach of his granddaughter. <laughs> Truly a subpreach. And then... While that's happening, Trey is like still messing with Damon, but see, but then Damon pulls out a gun and, she, and he's like, I'm going to go after this guy. Doesn't know it's Trey. He doesn't know yet. But we see the gun and it's like, Damon, I didn't think, I thought you said that like I thought you left it in you. the past. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, you left it in the house. He's it like, was well, in a I didn't want to, you know, it's registered. So, it, you know, I might as well keep it at this point. <laughs> oh my. And then... Oh, God. (laughs) Then (laughs) Tiffany goes to Trey's hotel. Yeah. And he is so rude and so dismissive. Like, he's Mm -hmm. like, I got what I wanted. And then Tiffany, you know, having gone to church, having Mm -hmm. heard her grandfather's words, she puts her hand on Trey's chest and she begins to pray on him. On his heart. Wow. Father God in heaven. 
ma'am, here we go. Please heal Brother Trey's heart. Please remove that anger. Set him free, Lord. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what you hear. Mm-hmm. And then after she does that, she calls Damon and she's like, I will wait for you forever. As long as you want. Like, I'm I'm willing. Even though I'm like, are what? you sure? Isn't he? He was like, uh, oh, wait, it. Uh, I don't think you should cheat on him with his best friend, but I also don't think he's nice to you. I know what he says. Well, she's sort of saying too that she, I think, and it's interesting because it doesn't come up until later, but she sort of feels like I was trying to be this good woman for you and I and wasn't so, being myself. Yeah, and so I like, wasn't being my true self. Right, so she's like, I want you I want you to get to know the real me and I want to know you. Which is but a it's good also, sentiment. It is. It's a beautiful sentiment. But also, like, Damon needs to, like, let go of the Madonna horror complex and be yeah, okay Damon's with the woman. Yeah, Damon's got work to do. Thank you. He's got work to do. Yeah. But he ain't picking up the phone. He ain't, no. he just, he, I don't even know if he heard the voicemail. Because while all that's happening, Trey and Damon end up having a showdown. It's with like, like, at, with, like, SUVs and, yes. like, cr- and like his, like, guys there. Can I you mean, imagine, though? He's been quote out of this life for a while and then what Damon just like calls him up and he's like he's like hey uh Dwayne can you come with me yeah. and beat somebody up it's <laughs> like have, um who is this bodyguards on call like thank and, you and like kind of shady ones too because you're in an alley and two people have a gun exactly which is I'm like these are people from his past and they were like who is this and he's like it's Damon it's like Damon who I haven't heard from you in five years like but he got them to show up for this and they, he, no one gets shot, thank God, because no, you know because Lifetime loves a gun. You and know, it's because, and, and Damon says he does not shoot Trey because he loves his son too much. Right. Trey's son. Trey's son. Damon Trey's doesn't son. have a secret son. But you know, it's very much, you know, you know, they talk about Chekhov's gun. I say Lifetime's gun. Because <laughs> you know, if there's a gun in a Lifetime movie, it's about to go off. And I was very nervous. I was like, Two no. guns not used. Two guns not used. Exactly. And so they end up just like having a fist fight. You know, no one yeah. no one is killed, but it's like, I'm mad at you. I never want to see you again. So they are done. And surprisingly, Damon goes to Tiffany after the fight. Please tell me you didn't do anything stupid. Not came close. But that's not me anymore, Tiff. And if that's what you want, Tiff. I want you. You, Damon. Miserable you. Can we start over? And then they do, guys. They yeah. like start over and live happily ever after. And they are celibate. What? They do not have sex. While they're getting to know each other again. Right. You're While right. While they're like dating again. And yes. I think until they get married, you know, oh, so we do get to see they have a mar- we they have a wedding, and it's what Tiffany had described she wanted. It's at her grandfather's right. church. There's like four right. people there. And and they were celibate. I don't think they had sex again until after they got married. You're right. You're yeah. right. And, and then so immediately to, made a baby. To me, that's what they were trying to make the moral of the movie. Right. Is that all of these things happened because they had sex before marriage. And that wow. when they went to being celibate, um, and, or, you know, born again virgins, they their problems were solved. Wow, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> My God, this movie was a true whirlwind because I didn't see the happy ending coming. I and didn't I, either. I did not. And so I was like, 
okay, what? And then I'm like, am I happy for them? I guess I am. You know, yeah. I, I love Carrie Hilson. I'm on her side always. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, I was like, I want this to work out for her. But it was just like so wild. And it's, you know what? Honestly, Megan, this is why, and this is like, this is a gift. This is the mm-hmm. true gift that we get to now. We get to talk to Tiffany herself. Honey, we get to talk to Carrie Hilson. We get to get the tea straight from the teapot. Honey, that's a new phrase. What do you think of it? Tea from the teapot. Do you like it? I think it? it's going, ee! You know, the teapot's <laughs> ready to be poured. <laughs> so this is going to be great, you guys. Strap in. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Okay, okay, Megan, this is the moment we have been waiting for. I this know, is when really it pops exciting. off. This is when it pops off. It's we really have exciting. Here, Tiffany Cooper herself, <laughs> Harry Hilson, Grammy winner, Grammy nominee, icon, queen. Help me pick a wig. You didn't actually help. I was just inspired to pick one. Even okay. though we have never met. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just get on board with that, Carrie. All right. I'm so good. So good. It's a good time. I'm blessed. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. We loved Lust. Um, we, a wild ride. We felt mm. the tension. We felt the roller coaster of it. We have also recapped Love by the 10th Date yes. on this podcast. So mm-hmm. you are our first nice. actress that we've seen twice. And yes. I mean, what a face <laughs> to see twice. Um, now this isn't this isn't a question, okay. but I just have to tell you that Pretty Girl Rock is one of my favorite songs <laughs> of all time. Like truly, it's one of my number one workout songs. Oh, I love that! I love that. Uh, people make me understand how that song has stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. That is that is that warms my heart. It truly does. So thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you for making it for us because it comes on and I dance every time. I, gosh, I get so I'm going to be honest. I know I'm the maker of the song. However, the song gets me too. Yes. Right? yes. I enjoy that song of mine. I l- always love performing it. I haven't gotten tired of it yet. So, uh, yeah, that's that's Ugh, it's it's not my song, but all day I've been going. My name is Carrie. You know, like it's just the best song to sing yes. to. It's great. You created a masterpiece. Have you ever said my name is Megan and tried to rhyme it? <laughs> well, yeah, because sadly, the only thing that rhymes with Megan is begging. I was just about to say that. My name is Megan. I'm not begging. Yes, that's how oh it starts. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. But then you you got a problem because everything rhymes with Aerie. I know. Right on that first verse. I know. Wow. So, That's, yeah. Okay. I got to keep, I got to keep work. Like, okay. Us getting Love by the Tenth Date, the sequel, is yes. on the front burner. And then yep. me doing kind of cute girl rock um, is on the, is on the back. Kind of cute. Girl. Yeah. Kind of cute. <laughs> 
Oh my god, oh. that's hilarious. Um, now we were curious because love, love by the tenth day is such a different character. Yeah. It's like a really sex positive woman who's like, I don't want to be in a monogamous relationship. Yes. And this Tiffany character is so different. So, what attracted you to playing Tiffany? When I received the script and read it through, mm-hmm. I got into that, and I realized that the character. Though she's in a relationship, she's in a very serious relationship. Uh, it's hard to talk about these without telling the film. But her flaw, I suppose, um, would be she feels unseen. Mm. She feels as though she's not seen for who she is. Mm-hmm. And um, that I think I related to, especially in the context of romance you know you don't realize in the beginning that all they might care about is exterior the surface you know you're looking good for them you performing well for them whatever you could do for them how you make them look and feel and you eventually come to a crossroad I think when that is the situation you come to to a fork in the road where you you realize that I don't believe that they see me for who I truly am Mm -hmm. I feel as if I'm fighting for you to see me Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What was it like to do these? I mean, you have a lot of steamy scenes, you know, a lot of steamy scenes with these gentlemen. I mean, again, Love by the 10th Date, you also had some steam. But this was like, again, it was like, again, it's called Lust. It's about all of that. And so did you feel it was a, you know, there's just a different tinge to all of it. It's (laughs) not light. You know, it's all very like, uh oh, like, you know, there's a lot of tension in it. And so. Yes. Did you approach it differently than maybe you would in a rom com? Um, hmm. Yeah, it was pretty steamy. Uh, <laughs> I knew, and honestly, when I first read the script, I don't think I realized how many times I was in the bed with someone, how many mm-hmm. times I had to tongue them down, mm-hmm. how many, you know, I don't think, listen, I made sure my teeth clean um, <laughs> before. I mean, I happened to get them whitened as well, but I was really there for the cleaning mm-hmm. um, just to make sure I would uh, gargle. I would, uh, you ever heard, heard of oil pulling? I did a lot of oil pulling every morning before set. Oh, was that coconut oil? Yes, coconut oh. oil. And I would swish it in my mouth for 20 minutes. It's got a lot of benefits, but I was really just doing it just to have a pleasant <laughs> breath wow. experience to, to give them that because there was so much kissing and so right. much closeness. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. much. Oh Naomi and I are dying to be in a lifetime film. It's our, <laughs> it's our dream and our goal. Yeah. And so yeah. we oh, need to so write fun. down, we need to write down the swishing with coconut. With yeah. Oil like pull. Top of to. the list. Oil, Oil pulling, pull. Listerine yeah. strips, yes. a little okay. wispies yes. that you can use to, yes. Uh, you know, cause some of the scenes are after lunch and they might've served you fish yeah, for lunch yeah. that day. <laughs> okay. I, I'm sorry. I didn't give you a more intelligent answer to <laughs> no, no, that's how did I prepare this. for this film? But it was all of these things. Well, okay? of course. I just <laughs> a lot of, lot of teeth brushing. Right. Yes. Right. This is the practicality of playing <laughs> Tiffany Cooper. <laughs> um, you had said before, you know, T.D. Jakes being the executive producer is part of what attracted you. Did yes. you grow up religious so you could kind of tap into some of that stuff? Um, I didn't need to. Okay. Uh, in, in, in the portrayal of Tiffany Cooper, I wasn't the... Uh, super saintly one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was rather easily tempted. Rather, yeah. 
Um, however, I do. I, I, I grew up um, religious. I grew up, um, you know, in church every Sunday. And But it wasn't until I, I dealt with depression that I mm. really appreciated him because mm. it, during some of my darkest days, uh, the one thing that I knew that I could do to find some hope, some joy, um, a smile, maybe, you know, uh, would be to put on a TD Jake sermon. So for me, oh. this project, yeah, was kind of wow. full circle. Yeah. That's oh my amazing. God. Okay. That's this movie a, now yeah. has another layer. I Megan, there's know. like another layer to it. That's <laughs> it really does. I, wanna, like, I know. I'm sorry for going so deep. No, no. <laughs> no, that's no, please go deep. That's I what I that, wanted. I was like, yeah, nervous, I, mean, I was like, I was like, is it weird to ask about religion? But I'm like, obviously, this <laughs> film is like, you know, I'm like, let's talk about it because, yeah, you know, it, it, there is a message here. They like, yes. just, mm-hmm. even though I will say that yes. moment when you pray, you like put your hand on Damon's heart, I mean, Trey's heart, and like and pray, pray on him. Yes. I said, honey, yeah. we got, I got a couple people in my life I need to try that with. I need to <laughs> okay. pray on some people. I need to pray okay. on them. Lay hands on them. <laughs> Um, Naomi, yeah. oh my God, Naomi, if you come and pray on me, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I would love it. You need it. Megan's saying she needs prayer. I that's know. What, that's I know. what that was. That was her beckoning for you to lay no. hands on her. No, Naomi knows I need prayer. She always says, thank God your husband doesn't listen to this podcast. She knows oh. I need it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. Okay, my last like, question is, the way, you know, Trey comes on the scene, fresh from prison, on the doorstep. Yeah. Have you, Carrie, ever liked a guy who you knew was bad news? Like you saw him and you knew, but you could not help yourself. Yes, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, not bad news in the sense that he was a jailbird uh-huh. or a felon. I've uh-huh. I've never crossed those boundaries, but bad news in the sense that oh, he's a charmer. There uh-huh. could be something there. He might be a, a bit of a playboy. Yeah. Um, I absolutely <laughs> and publicly have uh, you know fallen from that porch <laughs> i just needed to hear that for my own self-esteem you know what i, I mean? mean like it's just don't good we to all, know we all yes. get charmed we all we get all. sucked in we do yes we really do it's, it's part of womanhood yeah. you know it's it's a I, I almost would dare to say it's a rite of passage though i don't like that uh, yeah to, to liken it to that but right. yeah. it's almost <laughs> like you gotta know hurt to know Good, pure, mm-hmm. yes, real love. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can't be mad at myself for for taking the wrong path because it led me to <laughs> right. The de- honey, the bumpy detour. We gotta get off. We gotta take a little some bumps in the road. That's a little life. scenic, yes. And then you upgrade your vehicle <laughs> yes. and make it an off road vehicle, and then you realize, no, you know, I really like Porsches. I really like smooth rides. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <sighs> Carrie, thank you so, so Careful. much yeah. for sitting and talking thank to us. Thank you. I mean, you are just slaying across media, honey. Yeah. You are giving us music. You are giving us acting. And that's what I say. Iconic. This was just very, very good. And you're the best. Yeah. And lust is so fun. <laughs> yeah. I have to say I'm honored. Thank you so much for your words. Thank you guys for this interview. It was lighthearted fun. <laughs> But I want to thank 
the lifetime network for mm-hmm. this opportunity. I, I don't want to get all deep, but I just <laughs> I I am so grateful to have had this experience. Um, it was a pandemic film. Wow. We all needed. Yeah, we needed human interaction so bad. <laughs> And, um, and this allowed it. us and we, boy, did I, I got closer than I thought we should get during the pandemic, but we were all, you know, we were all safe, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, oh. thank you. And, and thank you. I, I just couldn't leave without saying. No, that. you no, have that, to. No, I, th- thank you so much for, for sharing with us and really letting us see this movie in a whole new light through your experience with it. So thank you. Thank you. I can't believe she sang for you. Your name. Your name. I was like, Megan, you have to keep, like, you have to like pull that out and make I that your ringtone. I wasn't going to ask. I would obviously never ask, but I was like, oh my God. <laughs> my name is Megan. I'm not begging. <laughs> I, it's sometimes it's hard to talk to such beautiful people, too. I know. You know? I know. Like, I, it's the first time on Zoom where I'm not staring at myself. I'm just like, <laughs> wow, wow. So nice, so cool. A, a gift, a gift truly, and a joy. Truly a gift. Thank you, Lifetime. Carrie, thanks, Lifetime. We thank Lifetime. Yes. Grateful, for, for, grateful bring, for Lifetime every day. Bringing us together. <laughs> um, by the way, if you can handle more of these deadly sins, can we, Naomi? I don't know. Gosh. We can, we can. We can, we can, a, we can. We can we a little birdie, which is the Lifetime um, wizard, told <laughs> me that there is another one, Envy, See the theme there? We're doing all the sins. Envy, which is coming out on Lifetime April 17th at 8 p.m. And you know, as always, you can watch it again the next day on Amazon or iTunes. Oh my God. This will, I envy. I don't know if I, honey, I gotta, I gotta get ready for that. I have to prepare myself to watch. You're gonna have to, but you also need to prepare yourself for what is going to be a major movie event in this podcast history because <laughs> we are doing Harry and Meghan, a royal romance. This, that is Meghan Markle. And yes, yes, Harry, who does not have a last name, we are going to be watching their love story and l- reliving it with all of the knowledge that we now have from all of the tea that's come out recently. <laughs> all of the Earl Grey, okay? There the has Earl been a Grey. lot of Earl Grey to sip on. Oprah brewed that cup. And I'm saying now we are going to see Lifetime's version of this story, or at least the beginning of the story. Yeah. This is going to be exciting. I can't wait. We'll see you next week. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN, because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder. With Chris Boniello as sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us! 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 I mean, you you should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? (laughs) It feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. (laughs) 